Hi, I'm Josh. And I'm Gabriel. And today on Reading the Gospel, we are reading about the ministry of John the Baptist. Now, this is found in three of the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. But we are going to read out of Luke chapter 3, beginning in verse 1, all the way down to verse 18. In the fifteenth year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate, being governor of Judea, and Herod being tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip, tetrarch of the region of Ituria and Trachonitis, and Licinius, tetrarch of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of the Lord came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. And he went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight, Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall become straight, and the rough places shall become level ways, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. He said therefore to the crowds that came out to be baptized to him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the rest to come? bear fruits in keeping with repentance and do not begin to say to yourself we have abraham as our father for i tell you god is able from these stones to raise up children for abraham even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees every tree therefore that does not bear fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire and the crowds asked him what then shall we do? And he answered them, Whosoever has two tunics is to share with him who has none, and whoever has food is to do likewise. Tax collectors also came to be baptized and said to him, Teacher, what shall we do? And he said to them, Collect no more than you are authorized to do. Soldiers also asked him, And what shall we do? And he said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or by false accusations, and be content with your wages. As the people were in expectation, and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Christ, John answered them all, saying, I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming, the straps of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire, his winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So with many other exhortations, he preached the good news to the people. There's a lot in this section, um, and Matthew and, and Mark also add uh, to this. What I like about this whole passage is the way it ends in verse 18. Mm-hmm. With many other exhortations, he preached good news to the people. The core 
the main appeal of his preaching was repent. Mm -hmm. And the way Luke is summarizing his ministry is he was a preacher of the good news of the gospel. And for me, this is very important because uh, sometimes we look at some harsher words like you brood of vipers. Mm -hmm. And uh, we feel that uh, that is not quite a representation of a loving God that we trust, of a father who is waiting for us with open arms. Uh, that sweet voice of Jesus Christ who comes where we are when we hit the rock bottom in life and says, come to me and I will give you peace. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the minister of John the Baptist was to prepare the way for Jesus. Mm -hmm. And sometimes leveling the hills, paving the way might need a more direct ministry than the later ministry of Jesus Christ. So you used a word, repentance. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about this in the past, but repentance is stopping an action that you're doing, stopping what you're doing and doing something else, right? And even the motivation for that. I yeah. stop what I'm doing because I realize that what I'm doing is hurting God. Mm -hmm. So I'm sorry for that. Mm -hmm. Repentance is a inner experience that happens in the heart that made me commit uh, or covenant that in the future I'm not going to do that again. Yeah, uh, Repentance happens only when I stand in the presence of Christ and I see how important I am for him. So he died for my sins. And when I realize that my sins have a contribution to his death on the cross, I'm sorry for what I've done. Repentance is more than just being sorry, right? It is. It started being sorry. Mm -hmm. It is a commitment to turn around. And later, repentance will be externalized into confession of sins. Yeah. And when I confess, God forgives. I think of um, myself and my siblings when we were kids mm -hmm. and would be hitting on, you know, beating on each other. And mom comes in and says, say you're sorry. I'm sorry. And then she goes around the corner and we start hitting on them again and beating them up and uh, back and forth. Uh, you know, repentance is would be in that case not doing mm -hmm. you know doing something else not not punching not um doing a different action and this is what john is calling these crowds to do is to to change their ways to to be less self-centered and more other focused i mean you, you can look at that when he's talking to the different groups what he's asking them to do is to think less about themselves and more about those around the word repentance, uh, it seems to be in Greek uh, a compound word made up by the apostles mm -hmm. when they had to preach the, the gospel in Greek. The Old Testament equivalent word is turn around. And John the Baptist was not called to preach to one individual or to a family. He was called to preach to a nation. Mm -hmm. John the Baptist has a more difficult ministry because he's talking to a nation which was called by God, which was um, entrusted by God with a mission to be the light of the world. But now they went so far away from their mission 
even if God used different um, educational methods, like deportation in Assyria mm-hmm. and deportation in, in Babylon, they were at a very low moment. Yeah. It was their rock bottom. And John the Baptist used this uh, harsher words to grab their attention, to awaken their um, spiritual desires, mm-hmm. to bring them back. So the sweeter ministry of Jesus Christ and those beautiful words from the Beatitudes, uh, Ser- Sermon on the Mount and, and other sermons later in the parables will come on a fertile soil. So what do we learn about Jesus in this section? We learn that uh, Jesus needs someone to prepare his way. And uh, in the same way, the Holy Spirit is going ahead of him to prepare the heart. Mm -hmm. So when Jesus knocks on the door, the state of the heart would be in such a way that people will open the door. In the same way, Jesus Christ, when he came to live among us, had someone who prepared his way. Jesus Christ works in tandem. Mm -hmm. He's a team player. And uh, uh, God will call us to prepare his way for someone else. Yeah, and my my thought in reading this was extremely similar to yours, that God does nothing unless he reveals it through his servants, the prophets. Mm -hmm. And um, as God interacts and and has these major uh, course of history-changing events, Mm -hmm. he always sends someone to prepare the people, to warn the people, to let the people know that that's coming. Yeah, and those are prophets. Mm Mm-hmm. And John the Baptist uh, is called by Jesus Christ the greatest prophet born from a woman under the sun. Yeah. And it's, it's very interesting that John the Baptist is being introduced here, uh, both in Luke as well as in, in Matthew, as the voice. Mm-hmm. The best definition of, of a prophet is the voice of God, yeah. the spokesperson for God. The context when his, this voice was manifested was the wilderness. Most likely, uh, the space between the River Jordan and the middle range of mountains through Palestine, north-south. Also, uh, the arid area between uh, Jericho and the Dead Sea, also was called desert. Mm -hmm. John the Baptist has echoed God's message, becoming the uh, spokesperson for God right there in the wilderness. What is Jesus telling us? And for me, it gets to John's message, repentance, mm-hmm. that um, it's not enough to have spiritual coattails to ride on. You know, I, I can't ride on the coattails of my parents or my grandparents or those who raised me or, or even the church I attend. It's my job mm-hmm. to have a repentance. What I hear God saying to me in this passage, primarily when I read the Matthew version of this story, is about the simplicity of John's life. Mm -hmm. The way he was dressed with a camel hair, outer garment, um, the way he was eating just some locust beans and uh, wild honey, and the way he spoke very directly, a few words, but very effective, Mm -hmm. because it was the power of God in his life. This is, um, I hear God calling me to 
uh, get away from this sophisticated world and and to live a life of simplicity, of a powerful relationship with God, a life of a few words but many actions. Yeah. So what are we going to do about it? For me, I I've mentioned this in the past to you. Uh, one of the things I do at the end of the day is try to review my day, mm-hmm. and that is so uh, foundational for thinking of repentance. Mm-hmm. And and when I have that time at the end of the day where I go through and just debrief the day with God, I, I realize areas where I erred and where I do need to change. Mm-hmm. But having that as a habit also uh, brings it to mind during the day and helps me to step back from decisions that would be self-centered. Mm-hmm. And if you take that to the next level, mm-hmm. uh, translate that review into our journaling, Yeah, uh, that will help you review the review <laughs> yeah. later down the road. Yeah. I'm already starting uh, simplifying my life, mm-hmm. streamlining my uh, what I'm doing primarily for God. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can touch or link into the next question. I already started sharing this with other people mm-hmm. because living a simple, healthy lifestyle prepares the way for the Holy Spirit to easier reach our hearts, to sustainably dwell in our minds. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I'm, I'm going a completely different direction with how to share uh, back to the the beginning um, that we can share that Jesus is coming soon. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that the pain and suffering in this world is not going to last forever. Mm-hmm. And that now's the time to get ready. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's what I get out of this is to to let others know. And repentance is part of getting ready. So but, practically, you want to be an extension of the ministry of John the Baptist. Yeah. In the same way he prepared a way for the first coming, you would like to be part of this movement of preparing the way for the second coming. Yeah. That's beautiful. Let's pray. Father God, it is our desire to be in a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. Help us to repent. Help us to ask for forgiveness for our sins, to desire a change in our lives. Help us to share with those around us that Jesus is coming soon and that he died for their sins and that he wants everyone in heaven. Father, I pray that you will open our eyes to opportunities we can have to to be your hands and your feet, to serve those around us and to share these messages. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.